Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet, it's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. everybody to another episode of the your best lifestyles international podcast we are here at the old robertson public relations and media group studios here in atlanta ah it's a beautiful friday afternoon the sun is shining the birds are chirping everything is moving the way it's supposed to be new moving nature is doing what it's doing we love it man we love it we love it love it Yes, I am your host, Terrence Hutchinson, and we hope that you guys are doing well. We hope that you guys are staying safe in these unprecedented times right now, especially with what's going on around the world, especially in this country with, you know, the protesting, Black Lives Matter, uh, we're still under quarantine with the pandemic, with the COVID-19 COVID pandemic, so make sure you guys are still practicing you're six feet, six feet apart, safe distancing. And remember that now, we are still under quarantine from the pandemic, okay? So I understand that most people are out there and they're, you know, contributing in large, large groups and everything like that, but we still have to be mindful that we're still under this pandemic. So just be careful, okay? Uh, we still are losing people from this pandemic. People are being diagnosed all the time. So we want to make sure that this is not you or a family member, a loved one, a co-worker, whatever it is. Okay, so we, we make sure that we are controlling our emotions. We're making great decisions and uh, we're being rational about things. And, you know, we're not being spirited by anger. We just want to go out there and do some crazy things. Okay, so we want to make sure that we're taking care of our physical health, our mental health, spiritual health, and uh, um, make sure that we're taking care of our financial health, too. Like I always say, if your health fails or if you get injured, okay, then your business fails, your money fails, everything starts to slow down. Your activities of daily living starts to slow down. Your quality of life or quality of living start to slow down. And then you increase your risk of becoming a liability instead of an asset. Okay, we got to make sure that we stay in tune of being an asset to everything. Because when you become a liability, now you put the stress of others 
to take care of you, okay? Whether it's to clothe you, to feed you, take you to appointments, you know, dress you, all this crazy stuff. I don't know about you guys, but I don't have time for all that. So I want to make sure that I stay on point as much as I possibly can, okay? So anyway, we are here. Another episode. And, you know, like I said, we always have great people on the podcast from all over the world, you know, doing a lot of positive stuff on a global stage and also uh, in their communities. You know, people are making an impact during these unprecedented times. And, you know, I can't help but to say, you know, we are attracting a lot of quality content, a lot of quality guests on this show. And I really appreciate you guys for taking the time out on my past guests, my present guests, and my future guests. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and delivering things for the people who are going to um, really change their life. You never know who you're going to have on here and what they're going to say that's going to really increase your your cognitive awareness and have you give you that aha moment, that type of thing like, oh, I never knew that. And that might be the nugget that you need to transform your life. I'm telling you, it's just amazing. So anyway, uh, yeah, shout out to our sponsor of this show is Liquid Liquid Decard Solutions, www.mypassiveincome.com. Uh, dot life out of South Africa right now and they're trying to teach you the basic steps of creating passive income for the rest of your life how to bulletproof your financial uh, business and make sure that you are not worrying about being laid off from your job it teaches you how to create passive income in your sleep we all can use that so make sure that you visit them for more information at www.mypassiveincome.com mypassiveincome.life that's liquidy card solutions y'all LCS okay make sure you go and do that so without further ado you know I got my friend uh, Sharice Mangello on the line all the way from California you know super super busy she's taking time out to uh, come into the podcast and share her story and give you some encouragement and some great news of what she's doing on the global stage i'm gonna read a little bit by her i'm reading it straight from her website okay let me tell you what she wrote you know she said um um i first found my love for entertainment when she was four when she was four years old and i did commercials for my parents pizza shop in erie pennsylvania shout out to erie too um i won a war for my acting at the local tv station there i didn't really have transportation so i was unable to pursue my career when I turned 16, I got my own car and job and drove out to L.A. from San Marino, California. Well, out to L.A. from San Marino, California to take Shakespeare lessons. And then I got a part in Romeo and Juliet. It was, uh, was, it was online, okay? I drove up uh, three, days, uh, three days a week for two months to rehearse. That's delica- dedication there. I was in heaven, okay? I went to college at 17 and started the drama club at San Bernardino, California, Valley College. I stage managed many plays there and a couple at UCI when I transferred. I started direct, directing scenes and full plays at UCI. I then directed some plays at the community theaters and started my own theater called the Rose Theater, where I produced and directed several plays. I shut down my theater, moved out to Hollywood, and started doing background and taking classes and acting lessons to some of the best schools 
at the time. I directed, acted, and produced many shorts and feature films. That was that was great, okay? And then studied script supervising and worked on projects almost every day until I made it into the union. You need the union, okay? I had fun and I really learned filmmaking from a, a new point of view and I traveled to different countries doing what I love. Traveling and filmmaking are two of my favorite things. I enjoy meeting new people and both create great environments to do that. Okay, entertainment is my passion and I love helping artists create and learn their craft, which is why I created this blog. Okay, and we'll talk about that and the book that's coming out. Plus, she has courses, okay? So we talk about all those things. Um, sometimes we need that support and push to do what we do. And I hope to offer this with education that makes understanding the process and yourselves better. I wish you the best of luck in all in your works. And almost all I wish you do, love, uh, because why not enjoy life? Okay, that's awesome. So welcome, Sharice Mangello. How you doing, Sharice? I'm doing great, and I yeah, this is this is wonderful. Like I love what you're saying on your podcast and everything, and I'm just happy to be here. This is awesome. <laughs> Beautiful sunny day yeah, in California. I, so yeah, yeah, I appreciate you taking time out of your productive schedule to call in and share with the listeners uh, about who you are, uh, what your purpose is in life, and you know what you're trying to do. So tell everybody. You know, um, what are you doing right now during these unprecedented times with COVID-19 and everything like that? Now, how are you staying super busy and productive right now? Well, I'm um, creating more blog posts. I wrote a couple more books. They're, they're small books that are I'm setting up to go on Amazon. I also um, uh, have my book my original book that is going to be on audible on amazon so i've got that submitted and then i'm creating another website for photographers um to learn how to do photography i do a lot of modeling as well so i've been doing that as well <laughs> yeah that's awesome so just so a let's few talk things. About this. yeah i mean that's a lot it's a lot of great things because <laughs> this this entertainment industry is very vast so what you offer right now, you know, you're offering a lot of different courses that people don't understand that goes hand in hand. Like, you know, you're talking about filmmaking, health and wellness, investing, jobs, modeling, you know, movie news, movie script supervising. How are you able to juggle all? Um, you know, I, I get passionate on something and I do that and um, I get it finished. Then I get it up online. I get it on Amazon or on Audible or whatever it needs to be done and then I start working on the next project. I actually um, am in edits on a short film that I produce that's going to be a web series so um, that but see while those people are working on it uh, the, the main editor finished it and then I have to send it to the audio editor as well as the visual editor to you know do color corrections and the audio so while that's happening I can work on other projects like so it's, it's good to have a team basically I mean you need a team for anything and so I, I like to find lots of people that you know in the film industry it's really interesting because a lot of people are doing uh, a secondary job 
even though they're working on film sets, they want to be doing something else. So I always ask someone when I meet them, you know, I get I get to know them, I talk to them, see what they're about, but I always ask them, what do they really want to be doing? Because sometimes, you know, you could have this director that maybe all he or she really wants to do is write. And I've seen that. Or, you know, a, like a producer going, oh, I just want to be a writer. And for some reason, they're doing something else for the money, but they're not doing their passion and their love. And so it's good to connect with people and also find out what they really want to be doing and um, get them doing that because then they're happy, you know. And yeah. It's great when you create that on a set. In any business or anything that you're doing, um, finding out what a person really wants to be doing, uh, it's good. I mean, definitely hire them for what they, they do well and they get paid for, but to know that and have that in mind and be able to help that and nurture that too, um, it, it's just great in business because it, it, it builds a lasting friendship and connection with that person. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, most definitely. You know, like they say, if you find something that you love to do and your passion, you never feel like, uh, never feel like work. You never work a day in your life. You know, um, yeah. like you said, most people love to write, but they're doing other jobs just to maintain the bills until something, until the writing pops off. You know, um, a lot of times people feel that it's so challenging or they think that it may not happen in time, so they just get stuck in a rut. Are you seeing, how do you feel that most writers or entertainers or, you know, actors and stuff like that, do you feel like they give up way too soon and they just, you know, just throw their dream away because they feel it's not happening? Absolutely. And I think a lot of that comes from family and friend influences. Too, in terms of, um, you know, I, I met a friend of mine asked me to talk to this girl who had come out in, to L.A. And she said, well, I'm going to give it a year. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to go home. And I kind of it, it was a little tough love advice where I said, you should go home now because wow. the, that is not what Hollywood is. It's, a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And um, I actually have run a marathon, uh, more like walked. But, but getting to the end of it, I mean, it's 26.2 miles, and you go through uh, some mental challenges. Like, oh, my gosh, the last five miles, I, every footstep I took was the most painful footstep. It, I mean, it felt, I felt this whole shock come through my body. But there were people on the sidelines that were just cheering on everybody and telling them, good job, you can do it. And then at a certain point, there wasn't. And I thought to myself, I, I had all these negative thoughts, like every single negative thought that was like, you're never going to make it. You're a loser. You never, and I don't even know where they came from, but it was just like, you, you've never finished anything in your life. You're not going to finish this. You're not going to make it. This is so painful. Like just quit now, just take a break. And my friend had told me at the beginning, she's like, if we take a break, we'll never get back up and finish it. And I was like, Oh no. So I was like, whatever I was doing, I just kept going forward and every, just like one step. And it was the most painful. I, I, I swear the pain would go through my leg and shoot all the way up through me. And I was like, I don't know that I could do this, but I just started telling myself, and it was funny out loud because all the rest of the athletes or um, the runners were looking at me, but I was like, you can do this. Good job. You're a great person. Like you're yeah. successful. And I just kept telling myself this 
positive thought and that having that experience really helped me with everything because then later on I mean especially six months after the the marathon I was like wow no I can do this like anything that would come up that any negative thoughts I was like no I can do this I finished a marathon you know (laughs) so I can do this this isn't anything It, it was actually a fun great experience but and, and when the more that you do things that make you successful in anything, it gives you the courage to know, hey, wait, no, I did this before, I can do this. And you can kind of counter that negative self-talk, which is probably the most destructive to an artist. Um, to, well, to anybody, to an entrepreneur, to anybody, uh, even a worker, you know, it, that negative self-talk kind of sinks in. But if you learn how to kind of counter it and uh, just be positive, it's, it's amazing. And it's, it's definitely worth looking into, <laughs> self-love and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Self-care is very important, you know, especially during these times right now. You know, a lot of people uh, look in the mirror and they, you know, they talk down to themselves. And what it really does is it sabotages them or it paralyzes them um, psychologically or even emotionally and physically to the point where they just give up. They don't want to do it. But they would not allow anybody else, you and I, to talk bad to them or talk down to them. They get totally upset with us. But they give themselves that pass or allow themselves to do them, you know, do it to themselves. You know, they look in the mirror and say, you know what, like you mentioned, all you lose, you never finish anything, you know, you suck and all that stuff like that. And they start to believe it. That's the subconscious mind. It's always going to pop up on your shoulder and tell you what you cannot do you should just sit down you're tired you're not going to make it those are the times like you like you just mentioned you got to give yourself the positive uh, pep talk you're a winner you're successful you can finish this you're almost there five more miles and then you start to believe it and you you have cheerleaders on the sideline cheering you on and you just push through the pain you know the other side of that pain is success the other side is a phenomenal feeling But when you slow down and you stop and you quit, you're going to have the taste of regret in your mouth. And that's a a bitter taste. It almost tastes like vinegar. I tell people all the time, if you quit, you're going to to regret this. And then if you quit now, 10 years from now, you're going to still be quitting. 20 years from now, you're going to still be quitting. And people are going to, you know, you're going to say, oh, back in the day, I should have, could have, would have. And nobody really cares about, you know, all that right now. These are different times right now. So let's talk about the book, A New Slant on Acting. How do you feel that it can realize, this is a new book coming out um, that's going to really hit the film industry and, and help people navigate like a pro. How do you feel that people are going to, what do you feel like people are going to grab from this book? Well, when I first came out to Hollywood, I, I was doing the actor approach, and then I got into the script supervising. Well, actually, I did a little producing and uh, directing before that, and then got into the script supervising and did more producing and directing. But um, I, when I did, I, I was trying to understand Hollywood. I was trying to understand why some people were successful, why some people weren't, why some movies were successful, why some were not. And what I found was... Um, 
through the script supervising, I found that it was a lot of organization on the set that made it uh, more successful. But then there was also that passion. You, you know, if you really want to know if a film is going to be successful, find that one passionate person. It could be the director, it could be the producer, whoever. But that is really passionate about telling that story, and connect with them and support them and give them um, an uplift. But the book really was about, because as a doing background or as an actor, there was a lot of things where I was confused about what was happening on set, you know. Uh, you only see it from that one point of view. And then when I started doing crew or the directing or the producing, I saw that they didn't really talk to the actors um, that well. So, so then there was this confusion in the actors. And the book really is about what is everybody doing on set? What is a film set about? Um, what's a call sheet? What happens on your first day of set? Uh, what's some of the lingo? What is some of the dialogue? Why Why are we waiting in our dressing room for so long? Why is it important to stay on set for as long as you can? I mean, a lot of people, I, I, surprisingly, a lot of actors, even on some of the you know more higher budget sets, were like, I gotta go, I gotta go to uh, a date tonight, so is this gonna wrap up soon? And it's like, they don't know what that's doing actually to the whole set and the morale of the director who's probably a first time director or um, you know or green or something but also what it's doing to the crew and to the background there is them not taking it not understanding what the process is I mean you're there to create all of you are there to create a, a beautiful piece of work of art now if you don't agree with the director or you don't like the script then you probably should not have accepted doing it and right. and people really I, I have that like in in the book um, you know a lot of people say we'll take everything and, and that is a process you can do that and and learn from that um, but but it's also if you really don't agree with it you really should not take it because your attitude on set you have all of the people, um, the cast, the crew, uh, the background, everybody on set watching you. And if you have such a negative attitude, nobody's going to want to hire you and work with you again. And a lot of actors, they spend a lot of money trying to, you know, just get on the set and doing all these headshots and everything. And they don't realize that when they're on set, they're actually auditioning in front of 60, 70 other people, really, because everybody's kind of watching them. And if you have the greatest attitude, if you know what's going on in set, you know how to help people, you know how to hit your marks, you know why you're doing all this stuff, uh, why you're listening to the director, and you're just fun to work with. Uh, you know, I, again, I've seen actors go, oh, I want to change it right on set. And they're having this argument in front of everybody. And it's like, whoa, like, shouldn't you have talked about that with the director prior to even right. hitting the, the set but a lot of people don't realize that it, and it's okay to disagree or argue and all that stuff but it's better if you kind of approach it beforehand you you get the director's point of view what they're going after what they what they're looking for um you know, and it, I, I feel like it empowers actors and, and even people on set to even understand because I've seen like, as a script supervisor, I have to work with every single department, every single one. I don't think there's one that I'm not working with really. Um, but uh, they don't know what the other department is doing. So this book kind of goes over a little bit of what every department is doing so that people understand what's even happening on the set. I mean, it's, it's great for actors. Um, but it's also good for everybody on set. And, and I like to look at it as 
they, they have like on camera acting classes, which really don't teach you what a set is. So I'm kind of looking at this book as it's a book about on set acting, what's happening on set and how do I give my best performance, my best self to this project to make it the best that it can be. And I believe that is empowering to people, uh, to actors and to everyone, um, because then they, you know, they get to bring their best to the set and, and they're going to be yeah. miles ahead of everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. It's amazing that you said that, Sharice, because yesterday I was on my first uh, major set shooting a commercial for a bank. And I had, I was, I'm, I'm signed to a talent um, group here, and it's like, I had no idea what all these people was doing. Not one clue. And then, you know, I was a principal um, actor, and it's like, whatever they told me to do, how many times they told me to do it, I did revisions of it, whatever they asked. And I was had a positive attitude, and I was smiling, and they was looking at me like, okay, they ain't know me from a can of paint. But, you know, they said, Terrence, do it this way. I do it this way. And I was doing it, you know. And I was like, because like you just said, you know, you are, as a new actor, you are auditioning for everybody else that's on that set. And you do not know who knows who, how they're evaluating you, none of that, you know. And it's like I had a positive attitude. I spoke with everybody, but I couldn't tell you... <laughs> Who was who? So when you were saying it, I was like, oh, my God, I think I need to get this book. Because I think um, for green actors or anybody else, this would definitely be uh, something that I want to get and then learn from behind the scenes and the front of the scenes to know what people are doing, why they're doing it, how they're doing it. Because I'm telling you right now, I had no clue. It was just tons of people everywhere, tons of trucks. And I was in makeup. And I got my hair cut and I got wardrobe and they said come this way and it was a non-speaking part but I was doing a lot of movement and I was like man I was doing a lot of spinning and you know smiling I said this is a lot of work so it's amazing that you said that just now <laughs> so like, I agree with you I, <laughs> I definitely agree and I think that this book is going to be so valuable or invaluable um, to a lot of actors and people um, screenwriters who want to know what's going on because I had no clue. Trust me, I still have no clue. I was just there, but I learned a lot. Yeah, no, that I mean that's the important part, and doing that is and is it's amazing. It's it, and it's important. It's great to get that experience and stuff. And then, and I do recommend that to just get experience, do what you can, and then get some training, or maybe get a little bit of training and then get some experience uh, uh, learning figuring out what's happening and then go and do it some more. You know, that's how I recommend learning to people is um, doing a little or getting a little training and then like going back and forth a little bit. So like I'll go back to get more training, um, you know, at a certain point and just to increase my abilities and my skills like, oh, what am I missing or what I, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, to flip back and forth is, is really important to get better and better too. So, yeah, it's, but it's, doing it's it, that's, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I no no no. I, I agree with you because it doesn't matter what industry you're in, you have to continue to self improve on your craft because as soon as you think you know it all, you don't. You know, and learning every day, studying your craft, taking uh, 
different classes, you know, watching uh, videos, listening to podcasts, participating in podcasts, you know, all, all these things will increase um, your capabilities to perform better. I don't care what industry you're in. You know, people, it's always a new technique. It's always things are changing all the time. So I think, you know, you hit it right on the nail with that. You got to constantly be improving. So how has your business and your personal life uh, has been positively changed by COVID-19, this whole pandemic? Well, you know, it's an interesting thing. I was a little worried because, um, I don't know, <laughs> I, I actually a few years ago was diagnosed with depression. And so, you know, being at home is like the worst thing for somebody who's depressed. So I was like, uh, this is not going to be good. But it actually, I used it I just to turn around and to sit with my emotions and to be with them and to learn more about myself and to learn about self-love. And it was pretty amazing. You know, I mean, it's, it, you have to look at every situation. To me, not you, but every, I, I feel like I have to look at every situation where it's, what am I, what, what is God trying to teach me? What is my lesson here? Uh, you know, what is the spirit, the universe, whoever is trying to teach me? What, what am I supposed to learn in this? And there is a lesson and it's going to be beautiful. And sometimes it takes a while for me to figure out what that lesson is. It could take two years or three years. Yeah. But, you know, when it happens immediately, it's obviously the best. But, and, and, and it might be, there might have been even more lessons, you know, later, like a year or two from now that I'll be like, oh, that's why I was put in that position. And that's, what I was meant to learn and that was on top of the other stuff that I already knew I learned you know so you can just keep uh re-looking and seeing you know turning turning those lessons more into lessons and learning experiences and what good can I gain from from knowing that and you know all of that stuff or you can look at it as like whoa you know <laughs> this is horrible <laughs> you know but you can look yeah. at it wow this is i needed to learn this information and that's why it's here so yeah the, so i i learned um you know just basically how to be with my emotions and to uh, express self-love and and um just keep keep creating you know under any circumstances <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the creating, but I wanna I wanna touch base on what you're saying. Um, a lot of people now. First of all, congratulations. Well, with with dealing with um, the depression, because a lot of people with COVID nineteen, they dealt with depression before the pandemic, and then the pandemic hit, and then they just went off the radar, and they did some crazy things with their life, and now they jacked up. So it takes a lot of courage. Uh, for yourself to understand what's going on, you know, you know what's going on. You say, okay, how can I self-improve? How come I? How can I um, self-take more self-care measures? And you did that, and you're doing that. So congratulations on that, because a lot of people who suffer from um, depression, PTSD, anxiety, uh, even if they are even just an introvert, this pandemic of being quarantined for like four months now can really, really uh, wreak havoc on people's mindset and mental health. So I want to say thank you for sharing that and congratulations for dealing with that. Um, now, on the creative side, um, 
I'm, I'm looking at your blog like you constantly create good content like I'm looking at the dates and you're like constantly creating content like always writing always blogging how easy is how challenging is it for you or how easy is it for you to really put out good content because it seems like you, 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 you really upload a lot of great content thank you very much um I have a lot of experiences, and I like to talk about those. Um, I, I have a way of, of doing it. I do have a support team that helps me. So I can create it and then edit it. You know, I have an editor that um, goes over it a lot of the time. Sometimes I'll, I'll create it and work just write, type it, but that's not my fastest way of um, creating content. I, I like to talk into my phone. There's like a, a phone app. Um, you know, we're, uh, it's all an iPhone, but somebody said they didn't have yeah. it on Android. But you just record, do a voice recording, and then they, they can transcribe it and then edit it, and then I, I review it and put it up. So um, I like to do it that way. I, I think that's good. That's a better system for me, even in writing books. Um, a few of my friends have asked me, well, they want to write scripts or books and stuff. And I say, but then they don't want to sit down and write it. And I said, I get it. You got to, you got to find your system and your way. And I do read a lot of books on writing basically. And there's all different, you can write for blogs, you can write scripts, you can write stories, whatever. So there's all these different writers and they've written books on how to do it. And, and they all have different styles. So what you have to find is what is your most creative style? Like what's going to, um, get you creating the most and in terms of any, any, anything that you're doing in the film industry, um, or in, in an artist industry. So like creating paintings, I'm always looking at doing it and seeing my piece of work. Like, let's say I was doing a painting. So I would do one and I would look at it and I would be like, Oh, is this good or bad or whatever? I, I don't know that I would judge it, but I'd be like, how can I, um, get better and how can I create more so then the next uh, thing is to create more and more and more and then to actually get even better you know because first you don't know if you're even a painter <laughs> if, if your first painting right. if you if you judge it off your first painting you're not going to be successful so don't do that that's like don't do that but look at it go okay I did a painting I created this now how do I what, what gets me in the mindset to creating paintings uh, you know I know this one writer that said go for a walk before they would write every time and so maybe getting up in the morning and going for that nature walk and looking at nature and everything gets your creative juices going and like I look at things that what you know sometimes coloring gets my creativity like just inspired and then I can start creating I can get in that creative zone but you've got to get into that creative zone uh, like even a lot of actors when I was um, at UCI studying acting would do like these breath things and you know all these warm-ups and, and and I noticed that those were the better actors because they were getting into their create whatever it was taking to get them to be creative and in that mindset and ready for the game you know so yeah. that's yeah <laughs> yeah you, you it's so many different uh, styles of writing you just like you say you got to find your niche and works what's best with you and keep keep going on now I, I, I I'm working on my third book and I did the uh, speaker uh, app uh, to start uh, to speaking into it and I, I don't have anybody yet to editor so when I went back to look at it and edit to myself I said 
what, what am I talking about? You know, and I realized that um, the app that I was using, Speaker Note, was not, it was, it was recording what they thought I said versus what I actually said. Now, when I went back two or three days later to read it, I'm like, I don't know what this thing is saying. I thought, no, I didn't say all that. So the editing part is very important. I got to find some like edit and stuff like that. But when I was doing it, I was I was probably driving on the expressway, stuck in traffic, and I was just talking. I had almost close to three, uh, three chapters done already. So I'm have you inspired me to maybe take a closer look at it again and see what's going on. That is too funny that you said that. So let's talk about the <laughs> courses that you. <laughs> let's talk about the courses that you offer because you offer a lot of courses right now with um what, what you're doing right now so um let's talk about uh the health and fitness since this is the health and wellness podcast let's talk about the health and fitness one um how are you taking care of yourself right now physically um with exercise how's your nutrition what's your diet like how are you taking care of yourself so you know actually uh depression uh plays a role in health and fitness so one of the first things because they wanted to put me on medication I actually did not go that route um, and they said well we can't force you to but at least find things that make you happy so and and because of that I was gaining weight and all of these other things so I yeah. I had to um, start looking into my health naturally because I'm more of a natural person so I um, I started looking, I, I, actually I did talk to a therapist and he told me it's nutrition. He said, you smile, you laugh a lot, nobody could be that depressed, you know, you're not, you're, you're doing okay, it's just a, a, a lack of nutrition. He goes, and that sometimes, even as a therapist he was saying, <clears throat> you know, it always, you have, to, you have to rule that out first for any diagnosis like, and anything that you may have, nutrition can play a big part in it. So. I started really looking into my health. One of the first things actually he recommended was to drink three quarters. I have a smaller body, but depending on your body size, three quarters of a gallon to a gallon a day. And I looked up uh, information on that and what it said, and there was a lot of really good information. So I started doing that, and I actually was gaining a little bit of weight, like I said, and I started to drop weight, and I started eating, you know, healthier foods, uh, more whole food, like real food, not like, you know, junk food. <laughs> and right, right. that, because, and, and I was eating food to feel good. And I realized that I, it, in the long run, it did not make me feel good. So I started eating foods that um, I started, you know, too, the other thing that was really funny, I used to like to look up symptoms of everything. And so I'd be reading all these medical things about, they were just negative. And I realized maybe I like to read, it's such a weird thing, but maybe I like to read medical stuff. But what I started doing was every time I'd find a superfood or a piece of food, you know, I'd listen to a podcast or something, they talk about it. I would look it up for the health benefits of it. So then I started learning about all these foods and what they do. And I actually, I have people call me and they're like, what do I do for a headache or what do I do for this? And so I started learning in terms of, you know, like for headaches, there's a few different things, but turmeric is actually really good. You can use it instead of aspirin and that has like zero side effects. And I've done it a couple of times because I used to have headaches at a certain point. So, um, it, but when you start getting your health and your food and your nutrition, I mean, I 
sure you know all this, it, uh, you know, better than that is what helps you prepare mentally for everything else and um, just moving forward and creating more. Like, it, it's important. If you want to create, you got to, and rest. Oh, my gosh. When I learned about rest and sleep, that was super key. Just, yeah, you've got to recharge. You've got to recharge your battery. So it was important to learn that's, about that too. Yeah, that's that's awesome, especially as a um, a busy entrepreneur like yourself. It's important to have great nutritional habits, and right now sleep definitely you need that. You know to really help minimize and brain fog because you you are a creator, and it's hard to create good content consistently like you're doing right now if you have a brain fog of um, lack of creativity or productivity or even cognitive awareness, you're not going to be as creative, you know, and it's going to show in your writing. It's going to show in everything that you're doing, and then it can have a negative effect on your business. And people don't understand the importance of, you know, getting a proper nutrition, using your herbs and spices like the turmeric um, instead of modern medicine, you know, with the side effects and everything like that. Now, um, now I'm not not bashing modern medicine because I think if you need it, then you need to get it, you know. But if you can go the holistic approach, then all means go the um, holistic approach. Now, um, with the nutrition and the good sleep, that's really going to help with um, to alleviate some triggers of depression, you know, and that's what you really want as well. And so people. Uh, what I'm seeing right now is that these times are forcing people to stay home more so they're not getting that sunshine, they're not getting outdoors as much. So all these things weaken the immune system. Depression weakens the immune, the immune system. So if you're not feeling upbeat, you know, energetic, vibrant, and, you know, having the serotonin hormones, uh, you know, the feel-good hormones activating your brain, then physically you're not going to want to do it. You know, you're not going to want to work out, do all these things. So I think with COVID-19 being uh, quarantined with this pandemic, it's really going to increase your ability to self-improve. You know, you can really look at your business and say, you know what, I get to this, I'm writing more, I'm about to, I'm about to write two more books, which you're already doing, Cherise, and you're about to put it out there. You know, and hopefully they'll come uh, Amazon bestsellers and all that stuff like that. And you'll be like, wow, I did all these things while I was under quarantine. And when people come out of this quarantine, you're going to see who was really uh, working and who was really practicing self-care techniques and strategies versus the ones who were not. And I had an exercise sociologist on here, and he was like, man, I'm trying to tell you, um, high successful performers are going, they look at this as an opportunity to self-improve and just switch gears in life, um, physically and mentally. Because if you're sitting down and you're not moving your body and you're not moving your mind, you know, you have negative thoughts and stuff like that, you're going to increase your risk of joint pain, arthritis, um, obesity, uh, clinical two and three obesity, diabetes, heart attack, heart disease, stroke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you cannot do it, and um, all those things are going to weaken your immune system anyway. And then you're going to really be at an increased risk 
of contracting the pandemic virus. And that's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? So you have to, like what you did, you have to flip it on his head, get the nutrition down as much as possible. It's hard. It's very challenging. And, and that's going to take care of itself. And exercise and a lot of water, you're already doing that, you know, and you're already making positive strides for even more success with your writing and, you know, your staff and everything like that. So I think, I think it's beautiful. You're doing a beautiful job and you're keeping everything spiced up and ready to go. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, and I, I agree I, with you about the, uh, the, um, that to modern medicine is important, <laughs> but yeah. I, but I, that's where I come from a, a belief of adding to your diet rather than subtracting really. But when you start adding all these really healthy things to your diet, you can let go of some of the other stuff, but not necessarily letting go and then be going, what do I do now? Or trying to just add this, like shocking your body that way might not be the healthiest thing. So I, I do believe in, yes, keep up with your modern medicine and your routine and stuff. But adding some healthy stuff to it can make a change for the better, and you can start you in the right direction. I do believe that, so I, and I agree oh, yeah. with that. What? That, I mean, especially with Western society, our diet right now, everything is supersized and fast and on and go, sugary, salty, processed. You know, and when the pandemic hit, the quarantine histories, I'm telling you, you go to the market. I remember the first two weeks. It's like I'm like, what are you buying? And these people had <laughs> they had all the groceries were still on the store shelf. I was, I mean, all the vegetables and fruits. I go, wait, what? And then my dad actually laughed at me. He goes, all your stuff's still on the shelf, so that's why you were able to buy. I was like, yeah, I don't know what that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. But you know, I, I, you know, people when people I run into friends and old clients and stuff in the grocery store, and they try to hide from me because they know I'm I'm saying that I'm not going to judge you, but uh, why do you have all that stuff in your <laughs> You know, just a hoy, you know, you know, it's just crazy. But you know, I, I I a few weeks ago I read a report in a Bloomberg report. It says that the sales of popcorn and pretzels. Um, has increased by 47% and the sales of potato chips by 43 or 45%. And so people are snacking, you know, and now they got the quarantine 15. They dubbed it that the, the minimum weight people are gaining out 15 pounds, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, wow. it is this Yeah, it's crazy. So if, if you're out there and all your food is still on the shelf, you're doing great because I, I see it all the time. You know, you go down in the back of the stores, you know, in the, in the produce, fresh produce area, you're going to have a, a whole shelf full of, you know, fruits, vegetables, and it's crazy to me, you know, and it's like, man, people, <laughs> this is what people need to stack up on right now to really help fortify their immune system and protect them, but instead, they're going to the frozen section, they're going to the, the shelf-stable section, and they're buying all the foods that's going to weaken their immune system and make them sick. Mm. And it's, 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 it's so important because, you know, like your blogs, I love what you're doing on your blogs. You know, um, I love the content. I love the visuals on there. Everything is, is, is nice and holistic and fresh. There's no processed stuff. It's all whole, whole um, vegetables. It's not 
in a million ingredients, you know, so everything looks fresh. It looks inviting, you know what I'm saying? Um, um, healthiest people in the world eat, you know what I'm saying? I, I like that blog. I was reading it as you were talking earlier. So, you know, it's, it's great content. I really love it. And uh, I hope that you put out a, a nutritional book or a cookbook soon. I think that might be um, an awesome way to go as well. Wow, that's a that's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, why not? You know, I mean, it, it's 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 any book that you put out right now is a sea of authors that's covering that book. Um, a, a a great a millionaire. I went to his conference one day, and he said nobody really gets rich off a book. However, the value is in the book itself. If somebody say, "Hey, do you know?" A plumber and they say sure and they give you this guy's business card it's just a business card but they say yeah I know a guy he wrote this book on plumbing so it solidifies him as the expert in plumbing so most likely you're gonna call this guy so um, as you know that's gonna open up doors for speaking engagements where you can sell yourself from the stage and now you you are the expert on whatever that you're doing so now you're two you got one book in so that solidifies you as the expert in the entertainment industry all the things you should know and I think that's going to be a, a, a great seller where people is going to actually want to know about these things because I'm interested in that make sure I get the information on that woman because like I said I was on set and I didn't know anything but nothing the only thing I know is where to go and that's it and they told me how to move and that's what that's what I did but as far as the the guy with the lighting and the camera I know that but all these other stuff they had the art department all that stuff, I was like wow this is like crazy so I think that you're gonna do that and your other two books is, uh, you said they're small books however they're gonna make a big impact um, on every online bookstore you know with Bronze and Noble or Kobo or Amazon, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, once you say, hey, go get this book on this and read this and read that, that's going to make you the expert in your field in certain areas, you know what I'm saying? So I really, I can't wait to see what you drop. So now the nutritional book or a cookbook, this should be your fourth book, you know, where you can put out great content. Um, it can be an ebook, something you can download, you know, and it'd be like, wow. You know, that's, that's great. And I think you already have a great content right there on your health and wellness um, thing. That's your, that's your ebook right there. I think my, just my POV and what I'm seeing, but you know, Hey, it's more content, content is key. You already know that. Well, so, no, that's awesome. I mean, I, I love the advice. Like <laughs> really great advice. It's, it's, it's awesome. Thank you. Awesome. So this is the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast. I got Mr. Reese Mangello on here, um, all the way from California. She's here, um, CEO of FilmPackLove.com. Oh, man, you just never know who I'm going to have on this show. It's beautiful content. You know, I love this podcast. I love this quarantine because it really has helped me uh, meet a lot of interesting people from all over the all over the country, all over the world. It helps me to self improve. I'm learning something every day from great individuals. Uh, I can't. I, I what else can I say, man? It's just a beautiful thing. So, 
Sharice, two more things. Tell every any final thought, any words of inspiration, encouragement, motivation, and tell everybody where or how they can find you before we close out. Well, uh, my words of inspiration would be just to keep being inspired. Find things that inspire you and do those every day. Um, you can find me at filmactlove.com and on Facebook and Twitter and everything else. It's Sharice Mongello. That's C-H-A-R-E-S-E. Mongello, M-O-N-G-I-E-L-L-O. Actually, on Twitter, I think it's just Sharice M. But Instagram, all the rest is Sharice Mongello. <laughs> Awesome. You heard it. I'm telling you, she's everywhere in the entertainment industry right now. If you want to know, get her book. Go to her website, filmactlove.com. Check out everything that she's doing, her courses, her books, all great reads. It's very informative. Her blog is lit. I'm telling you, I really like I'm inspired by the blog as well. You know, so make sure that you go and visit that and then download the book or purchase the book on Amazon or wherever books are sold sign up for our courses sign subscribe to our newsletters whatever it is you know make sure that you do that and you know hey you can't go wrong with this i'm inspired because i need to learn more about um, the entertainment business whether it's you know film and screenwriting all that stuff like that since now that i'm diving into i'm a little bit of acting like i said i did my first commercial yesterday on a major scale and I've done some smaller things before, but it's, it's a lot of hard work. So um, don't think it because you see an actor on the screen or on a TV set that it looks easy. Trust me, <laughs> this thing is hard work, man. It's long hours, okay? It's long hours. And it all depends on what the script is or the shoot is. You're going to see what I'm talking about. So, you know, I think it's going to be a great read. Sharice Mangello. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And, um, man, we talk to you guys on later today. Um, we have a, another podcast coming up. And, uh, man, it's going to be an exciting one once again. And we're so happy to have the opportunity to talk to so many great individuals. I'm, like I said, I'm learning so much during this COVID-19. Um, everybody is feeding me meat and potatoes, no soy. You know, I'm learning, I'm eating, and just the knowledge that I'm soaking up right now, it's just amazing. So I hope that you guys stay safe, okay? Watch what you're doing, watch what you're saying, and especially watch what you're saying to yourself, okay? That negative self-talk is going to paralyze you, okay? Make sure that you be gentle with yourself, pat yourself on the back for doing a great job, okay? Stay away from negativity, Stay away from social media all day long, okay? Put your smartphone down for a certain time of day, especially at night. You want to turn your brain off. That's the main thing. So I know I charge my phone and I leave it in another room, okay? I don't touch my phone after a certain time of night because I don't want to just be sitting there on my phone. I own a computer. I'm done for the day. So I'm not strolling. I'm not getting the news feeds and everything like that I turn my brain off it's important so if you feel like you can't sleep at night that's because your brain is so activated you got to turn your brain off you got to be able to relax your mind quiet the noise and do a brain dump 
Okay, any thoughts or information that's not serving to your greater purpose, you need to get rid of it. Okay, and this is going to help with your stress levels. Because when your stress levels is uh, elevated, guess what? You're going to probably eat more. You're probably going to sleep less. You're probably going to drink more or whatever you whatever you do. Okay, so we want to make sure that you turn your brain off. Okay, go to sleep. Get you a good night's nice rest. You don't have to sleep 10 hours. You can get, I function on five or six and I'm up. Okay, so you're going to find yourself having a clear mind. You're able to create like Sharice is creating on a massive scale during these unprecedented times as she's creating content that's going to help um, bulletproof the finances and really leave something, leave a legacy to this world. So make sure that you, you know, pay attention to what you're saying. And also, you got to remember, between the heart and your brain, it's only 14 inches away in space. But in between those 14 inches is a black hole. It's a war going on. You can hear good and bad, you know. You got to make sure that you make the right decision. Sometimes you got to tell your heart to please shut up. And sometimes you got to go with your mind, okay? Make rational decisions and not emotional decisions, even in your health and wellness. If you start to feel yourself eating more, ask yourself, why am I eating all this? Why am I drinking all this? You know, you got to know your triggers and say, look, if I'm not being productive right now, think about Sharice Mangello. Sharice is working. While you're sleeping and are complaining, she's working. Okay, so think about Sharice. <laughs> so I just put that being said. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's important that we do these things. Okay, while you're sleeping and complaining, Sharice is working. Okay, she's working on herself and she's working on her business. She's working on her brand. Just remember that now. So, all right. So, this is the Your Best Lifestyle podcast. And I, that's my final words. And we want to thank Ms. Sharice Mangello called taking time out from um, California. She's doing a major thing there and around the globe. So, make sure you check her out. And um, her website is fitactlove.com. Yep, film. It's film. I'm so used to saying fit. Okay, film. I'm looking at it now. Okay, filmatlove.com. Make sure you go subscribe to our newsletters, take a course, and everything like that. Okay? So we really appreciate you guys and stay safe out there. Good night. Thank you. Things just sound so much better when you're earning money. Allow me to demonstrate. Take a listen to this piece of music. Sounds pretty good, right? Now, imagine you're a global project partner earning a passive income right now, doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Now, listen again. You're doing nothing differently, but you're earning a 100% guaranteed monthly income. The music just sounds better, doesn't it? Enjoy life more knowing that your money is working even when you aren't. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life.